Nathan Wilson's new Southern Garden Show is on the air. Your host, Nathan Wilson, with Lanier Nursery and Gardens in Flowery Branch, Georgia, is excited about providing information every gardener and non-gardener, homeowner, and apartment dweller can use. From vegetables to containers and compost to pruning shears, Nathan Wilson's new Southern Garden Show is here for you. Now here's Nathan. Well, good morning, gang, and welcome to New Southern Garden. Of course, I'm your gardening pal, Nathan Wilson. And as always, I'm so glad that you've decided to join us for another weekend full of garden topics. And this weekend, here we are, towards the end of July, it's been quite warm. And just like ourselves, kind of beaten down by the heat and the weather... We'll say so. Are, so are our gardens and our garden plants, and the question is: Is can we restore the beauty we had in spring in the summer? You know, you may be seeing some wilting going on, some yellowing of leaves, some spotting here and there, maybe some damage due to bugs and insects, things like that. And I think that we can restore beauty in summer. We just have to do a few extra things for our plants. And uh, this is that time of year where things just aren't like they were in spring. There's a lot of stresses going on with our plants. A lot of stresses. Uh, Things that, you know, we don't have to worry so much about in the spring. The heat, the higher temperatures, maybe the lack of water. Uh, There was a time few several weeks ago where we were having plenty of rain nearly every day and maybe it's been spotty and scattered but it's kind of been dry for several weeks now of course uh, we had a terrible storm uh, this past week where I live uh, and it brought a lot of rain but maybe for about 30 minutes 45 minutes and we need more consistency in order for these plants to bear through the heat but we get what we get. We take what we get. But there are some things that we can do, and that's what we're going to talk about today. If you want to try to restore beauty in summer from the heat, from the stresses of summer, kind of get back to where we were before. Sometimes when we plant plants in the spring, we get really excited. But then that excitement kind of wanes because we may not want to be outside. I mean, that is the case with me to some, some degree. I don't want to be in the heat all day at the nursery and then, of course, come home and be in the heat uh, for a few more hours. So sometimes the excitement, the enthusiasm level decreases. And that's just a natural way of us gardeners. But if we spend just a few moments, a few extra moments, uh, and kind of find the passion we had in the spring again here in the summer, then our plants will benefit from it. They will surely benefit from it. Um, so with that being said, again, today's topic is is uh, basically simple ideas, simple tasks, simple practices that you can implement today, this weekend, to try to help your plants restore beauty. And we're going to talk about how these actions or the things that we do uh, that I'm going to recommend today, we're going to talk about how they, re- how plants respond to these actions. 
And if we don't do some of these practices, some of these actions, we're going to find out why plants don't look as good as they did before. So with that in mind, today is about restoring beauty in the heat, in the stress of summer. Uh, But since we're nearing the end of July, I should mention that next week we will be having our Q&A week, which of course is where we go to the inbox and the mailbox and the uh, mailbag, wherever, uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh, we go to find your questions that you've sent to us over this month, and we'll give you an answer. Because, of course, we want to inspire you to do new things and try different things, uh, kind of generically, if you will. But you probably have a unique situation in your landscape uh, that we may not know about until you let us know, until you tell us about it. And so be sure to check us out at NewSouthernGarden.com on the internet. Uh, You can find the Contact Us page at the top bar there, and you can send us a question that way. But if you have a picture or a video you'd like to share with us, be sure to check us out on Facebook and Instagram at New Southern Garden, and you can send us questions there, but you can also tag us in pictures or direct message us pictures there. You know, in this business, if you've got a problem, if you've got a problem in the garden, Uh, Having a picture to support that problem is a big thing because like I've told you before, uh, in this business of gardening, a picture is worth more than 10,000 words. Sometimes we just need to see what the issue is and try to identify it before, of course, we try to solve it. So again, next week is our Q&A week for July. We'd love for you to be a part of the program. Well, let's jump into restoring beauty in the stress of summer, the heat of summer. Of course, you and I both know, and we've already talked about it, but uh, summer is a stressful time. Summer comes with a lot of things climactically, of course, when we talk about uh, the the higher temperatures, maybe lack of rainfall and moisture in the soil. But then in some summers, we have the, the heat and we have a lot of moisture, of course, that kind of comes and goes. Sometimes we'll have periods of dry and then periods of wet. And anytime we have the period of wet and the heat, that can encourage another slew of problems like fungal and bacterial infections. So summer does come with some, some concerns. And I think, though, the real main concern that comes with summer is maybe our lack of enthusiasm. I've already used that word once. I should probably uh, change it up. But our, but our lack of wanting to be outside just because it's so hot. Now, maybe if you have a pool, and uh, you can do a little bit of work and uh, cool off in the pool later. But uh, for folks who aren't in that situation, it can be miserable. Um, it could be miserable with a pool, I guess, because then, of course, you're having to maintain the pool on top of maintaining the garden. But With that in mind, not wanting to be outside, kind of neglecting, I hate to use that word, but kind of neglecting our plants in the landscape, it brings across a lackluster situation. Things that once were blooming strong or areas in the garden that had plants that were blooming wonderfully in spring, now those spring flowers have faded and we're left with yellowing plants, Uh, maybe few flowers. Um, another thing that, uh, is an issue is we're not shopping for plants in the summer because it's so hot. But if we were looking for plants in the summer, we would find things that are blooming in the summer. And that would be one way uh, we'll talk about in a second to help bring 
restore beauty in the garden. But uh, this is the situation we're dealt with. And maybe unbearable situation outside where it's so hot and so dry, we're sweating, we don't want to be out there, but then all of those same stresses that affect us are affecting our plants. So it's two for one, if you will. One result, lackluster, uh, maybe not a lot of flowers, maybe a lot of yellows, uh, yellowing leaves, a lot of spots on leaves, sad-looking plants, but then, of course, sad-acting and looking gardeners as well. But that's okay. Um, We've got some solutions here for you today on what you can do to help restore beauty in the summer garden. The very first thing that I would recommend, and is probably the most dramatic, but sometimes it's necessary, is replanting or planting something new. Uh, Like in the case with uh, things that maybe bloomed in the summer but have long faded, Uh, Maybe they've even gone underground because it's gotten so hot. Some of these spring-blooming plants are a bit ephemeral. They're short-lived, short-bloomed, and so you might need to replace something in that area. Now, in some cases, like a case at my garden, uh, this year we planted some nasturtiums, which are a, a, a beautiful annual herb some people consider it an herb. You can eat the flowers. They have edible flowers. But they do have these very large, round leaves where the stem comes in underneath the flat leaf. And it looks kind of like a, um, oh, I don't know, like a, a plate with a dowel rod underneath. It's really a cool leaf. And um, anyhow, so we planted the nasturtiums. They were looking great. They grew quickly. That's the great thing. As it got hotter, they started growing quicker. And of course, now we're getting into early summer and uh, they were looking really good. But as we got through a sort of period of really hot and dry days, I tried to water folks when I could just to keep them alive, but still, they pretty much grew as fast as they could while conditions were favorable, and now they have been on the decline. Yes, we sort of traveled a bit, and so I wasn't around, and even if I was around, I probably wouldn't have watered them, but they did serve a purpose for while they were here. They were short-lived, but now it gives me an opportunity to replant in those areas. That's the wonderful thing about annual plants. Remember, annual plants, like the nasturtiums that we grew in certain areas in the garden and uh, garden beds, these plants are just around for one season, so that gives you an opportunity to replant or replace year after year. Now, in this case, the nasturtiums, They looked great for a long time, but probably due to some negligence. That's right. I did neglect them for a while. Uh, And of course, this summer stresses. They're just not really going to make it at this point. So the ones that made it through, the ones that are still growing and looking great, will leave to uh, give us some more flowers. But we will be pulling those out and replanting. And like I said, that is probably one of the most drastic measures to take. But if a plant has not uh, performed through these summer stresses, if they're obviously on the decline, if maybe, like in my case, I neglected the poor guy for a bit, uh, then these are all factors that say, well, it may be time to replant and, and replace that plant. Now, again, if you are looking at things that were 
doing great in the spring but aren't doing so good in the summer, you can find certain plants that are going to perform well in the summer. In the annual world, of course, things like zinnias and cosmos, we've talked about those in early spring, getting those going, but you can still sow them from seed now and have blooms by the end of summer for sure. As a matter of fact, um, I've done a brief calculation, quick calculation, uh, but we are probably somewhere between 80 to 90 plus days left in summer before our first frost. We've got a little bit left here in the um, uh, month of July, but we have all of August, all of September, and probably most of October, Um, even though our area's first frost comes about in the middle of October, historically, we're really seeing that frost happen much later, maybe into November. And so with that in mind, having 80 to 90 plus days of warm weather, we can still grow things from seed. Uh, We could still do tomato plants. If some of your tomatoes have not performed so well, you know, today's topics also respond well in the vegetable garden. Um, If your tomatoes and vegetables, probably squashes, they're probably tired if they're still around, but you could surely uh, grow some more squash from seed and still have fruits on those squash plants before the first frost. So replanting, even though it's kind of dramatic, we only think of planting in the spring and the fall, really. But planting in the summer is not a bad idea, particularly in these areas that aren't shining anymore, in these areas where things just look sad and pitiful, like my poor Nash tertiums. I was so uh, thrilled about them doing so well early on, and boy, after just a few weeks in the ground... They had tendrils and vines running left and right. I was chopping them back to keep them in space. But then the climate just didn't do so well for them. And maybe a bit of my negligence as well. So yes, replanting is that first key to restoring beauty in the summer. Remember that planting in the summer is maybe not ideal. But it is definitely something you can do. Now, should you take on an entire project, a huge re-landscape, remodel, if you will? Probably not, because you, we don't know how much rain we'll have, and you'll be babysitting trying to keep things in check. But if you have little nooks and crannies, that's kind of what we're talking about today, is restoring those little nooks and crannies, those areas that uh, just are losing vigor, losing um, prettiness, <laughs> That's, I guess, a good word, the prettiness of it. You can surely plant from seed, from cuttings even. You can make cuttings. You can still do these things. We just have to be a little maybe more careful. Well, folks, when we get back, other ideas on how to restore beauty in a lackluster, sad-looking summer garden. Hang on tight. Hey gang, do you sometimes feel like you are riding a lonely trail while gardening, all alone with no one to join in the fun? Well, join the new Southern Garden community today and find peace of mind by sharing your experiences, whether they be poor ones or successful ones. New Southern Garden is on Facebook and Instagram, so I'd love for you to friend, follow, like, share whatever it is we're doing these days. Also, you can check out our website at NewSouthernGarden.com. 
where you can not only find every episode of the show ever, but you can also send us a question via our Contact Us page. It's never fun gardening alone, so get social with the new Southern Garden family and let's grow well. So gang, today on New Southern Garden, we are trying to restore beauty in our lackluster summer landscapes. Uh, not Probably not every plant in your landscape looks sad, or looks yellow, or looks droopy, or you know, all the spotty, all the things that happen to plants in the summer. Probably not everything looks that way. But it sure is hard sometimes. Every year, I, we get to summer. And I look around at all the plants we have, even at the nursery, and I'm like, you know, it just, it just looks like summer. It just feels like summer. This is the summer look for our southern gardens and southern plants. Uh, and I've found that if we show a little more, what is the thing? TLC, tender love and care. <laughs> That's really all uh, today's topic is about, is showing a little more tender love and care to your plants in the summer that you can sort of achieve uh, beauty once again that the spring always seems to give us. You know, I remember even this year on an earlier show talking about when the leaves were first coming out on trees, how bright green, how full of life they seemed. Now we look at leaves on trees and we see uh, older leaves. We see leaves that have chewed spots from insects and maybe spots from diseases or just aging spots, if you will, from getting older. Because the leaves at this point in the game are becoming quite geriatric. You know, the oak leaves, the maple leaves, eventually they're going to uh, start falling off of trees when we get to autumn. Now we still have probably three months, 90 plus days or so before that happens. So in the meantime, before we get to fall, how can we keep our spirits lifted up and how can we keep the spirits of our plants, if you will, how can we keep them looking healthy and happy? Well, before the break, the first, and this is probably the most dramatic thing you would have to do or most drastic thing you would want to do is to replant. Pull out plants that just aren't meeting it and put something else there. Now remember, yes, spring is a great time to plant. Fall is maybe the best time for some things, most things. But depending on what you're planting, if you're planting annual plants, maybe you've sowed some cosmos and zinnias from seed, maybe calendula or some kind of herbs like I had the nashtertiums that just didn't do well. Um, after some time. But if you are planting something like that, you've got to do it in the summer, spring, summer, in the warm seasons, because those are warm temperature annuals. They love the heat. They would rather be hot than cold. (laughs) And so, yes, we don't think of summer as the best time to plant, and it's not. But if you've got little areas around a patio or the back deck or the porch that really need to be beefed up and really need to be uh, looking better than they do now, then replanting is just fine. So be sure to check out your local garden center or plant nursery and see what's available now. If you go into the garden centers in summer, remember that you're going to see another group, a whole slew of plants blooming now that were not blooming in the spring. If you look around your landscape and you notice you have a lot of things that bloom in the spring, but not a lot of things that bloom in the summer, 
then I hate to say it, but you're not doing your job of going into the nurseries and looking for things in the summer because it is a wonderful thing for us to be able to have blossoms and blooms from spring to summer to fall and even into winter. And you know, if you've been listening to New Southern Garden for even a year's time, that we are talking about blooming things in every season. Yes, even in the winter. So we've got a lot to look forward to. But replant or replace plants that just aren't doing so well now is probably the most dramatic step, but it's sometimes necessary. And in the case of my nasturtiums that just aren't doing it right now, they're on the decline, some are completely gone. I need to replace with something else. I need to replant. Now, for plants that are maybe struggling but um, have not necessarily hit the downhill slope, right? There are some things we can do for them, and every plant could uh, probably benefit from these next steps. But some plants, depending on what is what symptoms they're showing or what kind of lacklusterness they have going on, you may not have to do all of these. But I will explain to you why we would do this. Uh, the first thing about really maintaining a plant that's looking bad, trying to restore its, its once uh, earlier beauty is uh, deadheading the plant or pruning the plant. You see, deadheading is a form of pruning. Uh, pruning, of course, is the removal of uh, stems or roots from a plant uh, to stimulate growth or to uh, maybe prune out dead growth, things that have died back. Or pruning can be used to remove diseased or decaying growth, things that may have a biological issue like fungal and bacterial infections. But deadheading is another kind of pruning. And deadheading is where we will remove spent flowers. The spent, where the flower used to be, once the petals have turned brown and faded, that flower starts to undergo dramatic changes because if the flower was fertilized by pollinators or by wind or by itself, then that seed, uh, rather that flower head, is becoming a seed pod of some kind. And the flower itself is turn, using a lot of energy, a lot of nutrients, in order to produce seeds. Now, if you are a plant breeder or if you save your seeds from certain plants like zinnias, cosmos, I've, that's only two I've been thinking of today, but uh, any of your annual seeds that you or flowers that you may be saving seeds from, then allowing that flower to produce seeds will be necessary. But if you don't necessarily want to save your seeds, then you can help save your plant's health and vigor by removing dead heads or those flowers that have already been spent, that have gone to the wayside. Now, when a flower starts dropping its petals or starts turning brown, that's a good sign that it's time to deadhead. If you wait any later than that, then the, the plant itself will be using excess and extreme amounts of fertilizer, of water, of stored nutrition to produce a seed, or many seeds in the case of most flowers. But if you don't need those seeds, then it's best to remove that, fl that flower, that seed head, that dried, dying back flower, because... Uh, you will be 
seen a change in your plants. They may be looking more yellow because they're using nutrition in order to make the seeds. Remember, plants are like people. They're living organisms. And plants need to reproduce in order to continue their lineage. So plants prioritize this idea of um, making seed. But you can trick them. You can trick them. If you remove these spent flowers, so enjoy the pretty petals as long as you can, but as soon as they start to look bad, trim that flower off. And that tells the plant, I need to make more seeds, which means... I need to make more flowers. So by deadheading the plant, you are saving a bit of nutrition and rather making, forcing the plant to use that nutrition to make more flowers. And then, of course, you will have a better, prettier, more beautiful summer show. That is one of the things it's kind of sad, I guess, when we do so much work in the spring to plant and grow things, maybe from seed or go purchase plants and put them in the landscape, and then we fail to just trim off the spent flowers, the deadheads. Because if we were trimming off those spent flowers, the deadheads, many plants are going to be able to rebloom and rebloom all summer long. There's a whole group of plants we call cut and come again flowers, where of course we may use those for cut flower gardens, but we can also use them in the landscapes. Things like zinnia, impatience, uh, begonias, these are all cut and come again. And as long as we're doing a little bit of deadheading, maybe every other week, every week, however, uh, however precise you want to get with it, that will encourage those areas where those plants are to look prettier because where those plants are at, there will always be blooms if you're doing your deadheading or pruning. Pruning can stimulate growth and deadheading is a form of that. So gang, we've got some other ideas for you on how to restore beauty in your summer landscapes when we get back from this quick break. Hang on tight. Greenness unfolded for the Nathan Wilson's new Southern Garden Show is on the air. Your host, Nathan Wilson, with Lanier Nursery and Gardens in Flowery Branch, Georgia, is excited about providing information every gardener and non-gardener, homeowner, and apartment dweller can use. From vegetables to containers and compost to pruning shears, Nathan Wilson's new Southern Garden Show is here for you. Now here's Nathan. Well, gang, welcome back to the second half of today's program here on New Southern Garden. Of course, today we are talking about restoring beauty in your summer landscape or your summer gardens. Now, the things that we talk about today really apply to your cut flower gardens, your vegetable gardens, uh, the foundation plants around your house, uh, any really any area that you are growing things because in general, all plants are going to respond uh, to certain stimulus. <laughs> now, some plants may respond better at certain times of the year, uh, and certain plants may respond the same way all times of the year. But uh, we are talking generally, 
So if you've got a specific plant that is looking weird or looking bad, be sure to uh, send us a picture of it on Facebook or Instagram uh, at New Southern Garden. And of course, you can send us questions online at NewSouthernGarden.com because next week we will be having our Q&A week and we'd love for you to be a part of the program and letting us help you specifically on whatever certain uh, particular problems you may have in your own landscape. So before the break, uh, we had talked about our first two uh, areas or topics that you can um, uh, perform, tasks, I should say, tasks you can perform in your landscape. The first one, in order to restore beauty in the summer garden, is to replant. You could still replant certain vegetables. We talked about that. Squashes, no problem. Cucumbers, no problem. They usually uh, don't linger very long in the landscape. It does get too hot. So starting the plant over uh, from seed may be fine. And, of course, tomatoes. We've got plenty of time for those. Uh, Annual flowers, you can surely replant those if they haven't performed well, like my poor nasturtiums did. Um, And then we talked about if the plants are not necessarily on the downhill headed towards death (laughs) if there's still life in them but they just need a touch-up the first step we could do of course is to remove any spent flowers or do some pruning to encourage new growth of course the removal of spent flowers is called deadheading and deadheading is critical uh is, is, is a critical task to perform on your plants particularly if you have things that bloom constantly uh, and bloom all the time or continue to bloom through summer or those plants we may call cut and come again flowers, um, things that we grow in the cut flower garden are going to be big contenders uh, like the zinnias, like the dahlias. They're going to bloom all summer as long as we tell the plant to keep blooming. And the way we tell a plant to keep blooming is by removing spent flowers. Because the whole purpose of a flower is to produce seed, to produce offspring. And if the plant undergoes the process of blooming, pollination, fertilization, and of course the ripening of mature seeds, it's done its job and it's less likely to continue to bloom. So whether you're harvesting flowers to bring inside or not, we do need to be removing the spent flowers. And then, of course, um, it is kind of surprising for plants that don't seem to be growing too well, pruning the tips of the plant. Pruning the tips of the plant may encourage the plant to put out a flush of growth. Now, you're not going to get the kind of growth in summer that you do in spring. We get a spring flush, and that is the uh, the most growth that a plant is going to put out all year. But you'll get some regrowth by just pruning tips, and of course that encourages bushiness and encourages the plant uh, to stimulates the plant rather to start growing so pruning and deadheading are going to be a critical step but the next thing of course we need to look at is are your plants looking bad because they're underfed because they don't have enough food they don't have enough energy if you will in order to continue to do well now one of the first things that is maybe going to signal to us that a plant is not is missing something that it needs is going to be yellow leaves. Now, yellow leaves, um, the term for yellow leaves is chlorosis. 
which means that, of course, uh, there's not a lot of green there. There's not a lot of chlorophyll for some reason. Why is the plant turning yellow? Why is the plant maybe trying to drop its leaves? It looks like the leaves are turning yellow, then they'll turn brown, and they'll dry up and maybe fall to the ground. Well, plants are very good at recycling plant nutrients. Um, So in other words, if a plant is in need of something, it is very well going to be pulling what it needs from its older growth in order to produce newer growth. So if the plant is trying to produce new stems or new leaves at the tip of the plant, they may suck the life out of leaves towards the base of the plant or the interior of a branch or stem. They may be pulling out nitrogen, pulling out phosphorus, pulling out all the food and carbohydrates there, maybe pulling out water if water is what they're lacking, and then sending it to other parts of the plant, maybe to grow new leaves and new stems, or maybe to grow new roots and more roots. And that would probably probably be the case in a hot summer. So when we go through a stressful summer where there's not a lot of moisture, the plant could very well be pulling um, nutrition and water from those older parts of the leaves and developing more roots to try to get into areas where there might be pockets of moisture to continue to provide uh, life-giving water for the plant. So yellowing of leaves is going to happen in the summer. I don't know of a summer where we've never had plants with a certain amount of yellow leaves. But all yellow leaves are not the same. So yellow leaves that are, uh, or rather leaves that are turning yellow on the interior or near the base of a plant, the older parts of a plant, that can be fairly normal. And like we've already described, that can be that process of plants recycling nutrients. But however, if you notice there is yellowing in the tips of plants and the older leaves seem quite green, that would be more suspicious. And that could lead us into another direction, uh, maybe potential disease problems um, uh, or something like that, like bacterias and fungus and um, certain uh, nutrient deficiencies. But if you're noticing yellow leaves... um, One of the first things to do is probably fertilize. Give the plant some more nutrition. Now, of course, you can supply your plants with fertilizers from uh, a variety of sources. You may be composting uh, your own materials. That can be a great source of fertility for plants. Uh, Maybe you're using uh, products like Espoma organic products. Of course, those would be the case. Or maybe um, sort of commercial fertilizers, uh, which can give plants a quick boost of energy. Of course, things like miracle Grow, the liquid feeds, very quick source of um, fertility. So if a plant is needing something fast, you may need to go with a liquid fertilizer. But you have to determine how you want to feed your plants, whether you're producing and recycling nutrients from your kitchen scraps and and, um, uh, trimmings in the landscape with compost, or whether you're bringing in products to, to fertilize. Plants don't really know what you're fertilizing them with as long as you're fertilizing them with something they, they, they know, the nitrogen, the phosphorus, the potassium. That's all they're interested in. So fertilizing is going to be the first step. Now, when it comes to fertilizing, when it comes to fertilizing, what should you fertilize yellow plants with? Well, 
Of course, you could get very specific and try to determine what nutrient is lacking uh, in your plant that gives you a certain kind of yellow response. And with certain nutrition, um, there actually may not be yellowing. Certain nutrient deficiencies may be sort of purple. Um, we see that with like phosphorus. Um, and then, of course, there may be spots. And, and there may be like yellowing um, in between the veins of a leaf that can signal certain nutrient deficiencies. If you're interested in nutrient deficiencies, I'd love for you to check out some pictures online because you can see a variety. There's great charts, too, that'll say, here's what a leaf generally looks like when you have a nitrogen deficiency, or here's what a leaf looks like or a plant looks like when you have a zinc deficiency. It's amazing. And, and they all sometimes uh, look different. So, General yellowing, though, I have come to find that if I have yellowing, if I supply the plant with three things, that generally uh, helps cover any yellowing we may have. And that would be supplying the plant with nitrogen fertilizer, a magnesium fertilizer, and an iron fertilizer. Let's start with the iron. You know that for folks who love their lawns, they love to feed their lawns iron because iron does green up plants. It does help to promote the greenness of plant leaves. Now, magnesium is interesting because magnesium uh, actually... Every molecule or every uh, single chlor chlorophyll molecule that you'll find in a plant, remember chlorophyll is that interesting green pigment. It makes plants show that color green, uh, but it also, of course, works with chloroplast in order to produce nutrients from the sun. Well, anyhow, the center, the center uh, atom of a uh, magnesium, uh, excuse me, I'm getting tongue-tied, Mr. Producer. Let me start over. In the center of a chlorophyll, chlorophyll molecule, you'll find magnesium. That is like the hubcap of chlorophyll. And if we don't have enough magnesium, if a plant can't use, can't find magnesium, then it cannot make that green color. It can't make that green chlorophyll, that green pigment, which of course helps feed a plant. So magnesium, even though a plant doesn't need copious amounts of it, it's still important. And I will say that even today, one of the easiest ways to find magnesium it's a supply for a plant is with Epsom salt. Um, of course, they can find some or, more organic options, but Epsom salt, which you, my grandmother used to soak her feet in after a hard day's work, uh, also can supply the, the magnesium that your plants need. Of course, Epsom salt is simply uh, magnesium sulfate, and so you'll also be supplying some sulfur to your plant. Then, of course, nitrogen helps with greening up a plant. Nitrogen promotes the growth of green materials like leaves and stems. That is one of its primary jobs. So in addition to helping green up leaves, you will be encouraging the plant with nitrogen to grow more leaves and new leaves. And that, too, will help your overall appearance of a lackluster plant in summer. So when it comes to fertilizing, we sort of need to diagnose um, before we fertilize. We need to know what nutrition is not being 
available to the plant, and that will help dictate what we should add to the plant's soil, uh, what we should fertilize with. Now, if you don't want to do all the diagnosis, which I encourage you to, but if you don't want to go to the trouble of that or sending pictures off to us or your county agent and getting a response that way, a general uh, well-balanced fertilizer with micronutrients, that would be things like magnesium and iron, things that plants need a little bit of but are still very important, that will probably help wipe out any kind of nutrient deficiencies that you may be seeing. So keep that in mind that um, a well-balanced fertilizer with micronutrients is going to be very helpful to just solve anything. Now, if we can be as precise and pinpoint as possible, we won't be wasting things on the plant that they don't need. But gang, when we get back from this break, we're going to talk about two more things that you can do now this weekend in order to make those sad looking summer stress plants really shine in the next couple of weeks. So hang on tight and we'll be right back with more. Hey gang, it's Nathan. Thanks so much for listening to the New Southern Garden Podcast. Of course, I love providing you with horticultural information to get you growing and growing well. But sometimes you need more than just information. You need plants. So I'd love for you to join me at Lanier Nursery and Gardens in Flowery Branch, Georgia, where you can find me throughout the week. But you can find more than just me, of course. (laughs) At Lanier Nursery and Gardens, you can browse through our wide selection of ornamental trees, glorious shrubs, and colorful perennials and annuals. And I want to thank all our listeners who have already made the trek to Lanier Nursery. It's been a pleasure to meet you and hear your gardening stories. We've got a wonderful crew of folks who are just itching to help you grow your best garden ever. So check out LanierNurseryGardens.com for more information and be sure to like us on Facebook and Instagram. Now let's get growing together. So, gang, today we've just got a couple of points left to make uh, on our topic, which, of course, has been restoring beauty in summer. And I think that you probably understand what I'm talking about here because, of course, there are plants probably outside your front door. If you looked out the window now, you're looking at some plants, maybe not all of them, but some plants maybe a little yellow or spotty. Um, They may have, you know, a lot of older leaves that aren't looking so good. Now, what can we do to encourage our plants to look beautiful once again? Well, already, of course, we've talked about the most dramatic thing you'd probably have to do, which is replant or replace plants that are on the downhill slope headed to that uh, great garden in the sky, if you will, uh, plants that may have just outright died. And that happens with living organisms. But then we also talked about pruning, uh, deadheadings, removing spent flowers, but also pruning the plant a bit because that will stimulate the plant to put out new leaves and new stems. And that will help hide some of that nasty, uh, older, maybe dying back leaves that have served their purpose, but we just need some fresh life. So pruning is important. And then before the break, we were talking about fertilizing. This is probably one of the most critical things 
because if we supply the plant with particularly uh, some nitrogen fertilizer, something higher in nitrogen, then we're going to encourage the plant to put out new leaves and new stems. By pruning, by adding some nitrogen, that is going to help to push the plant to grow. But of course, that's not the only fertilizer you may need. We talked about the importance of nitrogen, magnesium, and iron when it comes to green leaves. So if there are plants that are turning quite yellow, those three things is a good cocktail Supplying iron, magnesium, and nitrogen is a good cocktail, a good mixture for the plant to uh, sort of green up again and works great for lawns as well if your lawn is looking on the yellow side. But the yellowing may not necessarily be due to fertilizing or the lack of fertilizer. It may just tell us that there's a lack of access to the fertilizer. There may be plenty of nutrients in the soil, but maybe the plants can't take it in because there's not enough water in the soil which helps the plant bring in nutrients. So that's the next step that we need to talk about is watering. Of course, watering is kind of something you and I already know we may have to do, we maybe should be doing, particularly in the summer. But it is very important for plants, just like for you and I, uh, water keeps living creatures alive. So when we get into periods where moisture is not as far, few in between. Is that how the old saying goes? But when we get to a period of time where there's not a lot of moisture, we're not having much rainfall, uh, the plants are going to start to become stressed and it's going to signal the plants to sort of stop growing. Don't put out anything new. Don't put out any more leaves because, of course, the we're not having enough water in order to produce leaves or keep them alive, so they sort of get stunted, and then they start using the water in their leaves, which may cause some of that yellowing that we're seeing or spotting that we're seeing sort of die back in older leaves. And, of course, um, so without water, we can't have new growth, uh, and the growth that is there is starting to look pretty bad. Um, hopefully, of course, we're getting plenty of rainfall and we don't have to supplement with water, but we may need to do that in order to see plants resurge and take off. Like I've already mentioned, when there's no water around the plant's roots, yes, the roots can start drying out themselves, but they're also not able to bring in the nutrients that they need. So water is very critical. Now, of course, the general rule of thumb, what we've heard agriculture, agrarians or agriculturalists say and horticulturalists say for decades is generally plants need an inch of water a week. So, of course, if uh, you're tracking the amount of rainfall in your area, maybe through the help of, uh, if you're here in our state in Georgia, uh, through the University of Georgia's weather stations, then you're able to see on a daily basis how much rainfall a station, weather station near you is receiving. Um, then, of course, you could look at a weekly um, record to determine, have your plants gotten an inch of water a week? And if not, we may need to supply them with that. Now, some plants are going to tell you they need water because they'll be wilting. But don't think that because they're wilting in the day that they necessarily need water. They very well could. But uh, during the day, a lot of plants, like hydrangeas, they'll just naturally wilt a bit in order to preserve water, in order to uh, keep it from evaporating or transpiring through its foliage. So they, they wilt their leaves down, keeping them um, uh, sort of in a more humidity 
humid area or humid uh, condition. And once the, uh, the heat of the day has passed, maybe seven, eight, definitely down into uh, dusk when the, when the light starts getting low, look at your plants then because if they have resurged or first thing in the morning, if they've resurged, then they should be all right. But in many cases, if you know, it's been several days since we've had rainfall, maybe time to supplement um, to supplement some moisture for your plants. So, of course, water is just as critical as fertilizing and as pruning or deadheading would be to keep the health and vigor of a plant going. But this is the case we have in the summertime where... We don't get as much rain. We may get a lot of rain at one time, but then we go through a period where we have very little rainfall. And we've got to be aware if that is causing our plants to look that lackluster kind of uh, kind of appearance where they're just wilting, they're yellowing, they maybe have spots drying up, dying back. Water can really change things. Now, the last thing I'd like to talk about before we uh, head out for the day is... What about mulching or adding compost around your plants? Now, this is not necessarily, well, in one respect, it's something that is going to help benefit your plants very quickly, the mulching itself. If your plants have very little mulch or no mulch, then what's happening in the summer is the sun is really beating down on that bare soil and it's raising the temperature of that soil, thus raising the temperature of your roots. And warm roots, hot roots, can also affect the way a plant looks above. So keeping your plant's roots cool in the summer is critical and mulching is going to help do that. All you need is a, um, a layer of mulch that is two inches thick, two inches deep, and that will help to keep, and it is amazing, like I'll go to areas and beds, put my fingers down below the mulch where the uh, soil is, and the soil is cool down below there. And compost can be a great way to mulch as well. You can use that, but compost gives you that benefit of adding the nutrition at the same time. Now that, of course, needs to break down and allow the plants to use the nutrition uh, there, Uh, but by using a well-rotted compost, well-rotted manure as a mulch, you sort of get a two-in-one benefit. So again, folks, as we go through the rest of summer, we're looking at lackluster, sad plants maybe. I want you to remember these steps. Really sad, dead plants could be replanted. They could be replaced. Then, of course, for plants that need a little TLC, just a little boost, a little bit of something to uh, help them get in the growing direction, deadhead them, prune them, fertilize them, water them, and, of course, make sure that the soil around them stays moist by mulching well. This weekend... Give revitalizing your plants, restoring the beauty of your plants in summer a go. For WRWH and New Southern Garden, my name is Nathan Wilson. I hope you stay well and grow well this weekend. See you next week. Hey, thanks for joining us for this edition of Nathan Wilson's New Southern Garden Show. If you have a comment about today's program, you can reach out to Nathan by sending an email to grow at LanierNurseryGardens.com. Also get more information at NewSouthernGarden.com. Join us next Saturday on Local News Radio 93.9 FM and AM 1350 for Nathan Wilson's New Southern Garden Show. 